Today's episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all the while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone, from adults to teens to children, can find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde and Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we have a special treat in store for you guys. I am holding an envelope here in my hand, Fuller, and inside of this envelope is a question written down from Beth, my wife. We have no clue what it is. We have prepped nothing for this episode. So this is it. We're going to open it. We're going to read it. And we're going to have a real conversation on whatever topic this is about. You ready to find out what it is, Fuller? Extra, extra, read all about it. It's time to jump into the podcast episode. So let's go. Let's go. Bro, you're basically a newsie right now. <laughs> well, you know, during our texting thread tonight. That was glorious. Your wife said, you know, I'm extra. And I'm like, yeah, but in a good kind of way. And then I did like the whole newsie. And then we started the whole newsie thing. So, And it was just brilliant. Yeah. So Absolutely brilliant. The extra extra. Which I do have to say, this is the second style of this episode we've ever had to do. Like the last one, we called it Topic Roulette, which it really wasn't roulette. Because roulette is you go... Then it lands on a question. So that would be fun. Have a bunch of questions and just spin them. Oh, that could be fun. What would be really cool is like, like have your church do like ten questions, my church do ten questions, and we get a spinner board and we put them in envelopes. Like and then new we, life. Yeah, I don't know that many people at new life. Well, actually, I do. Well, I do, I do know that many. If people. you know two people, they could each write five questions, and then you spin the board and you pull out an envelope. No, 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 no. We get our Facebook group to mail us letters oh, with questions on them. That would be legit. And we just put one on board and we just go, all right. <laughs> we could do a whole series on that mug, like a five-week oh, series. That'd be great. Should we just say Question. it right now? Let's do it. Mail us mail us your question. Physically mail us. We will not open it. We will open it on the podcast and the the title name will just be your name of like this is the question from so and, and we'll, so. we'll name it after we pick it because we won't yeah. know who it is. Right. Exactly. Well, we will because of the return address. That's true. That oh that's so that's see? true. So here's we'll the deal. If you from. want us to do one of those all you have to do is we're not going to just give out our ma- actually I could give out my PO box I guess. Well, there there I is a, a PO box. There is a business address, right? There is a business but address. Isn't it your personal address? It is. But, but I don't want to just slap that out under the world. It's already slapped out there cuz it's true. our I mean, LLC. That's why that's it, why so. I have a PO box. Yeah, I have a well, PO box to hide my address. Yeah, whatever. So either way, but if you want to write us a letter, just let us know. We'll send sure. you the address and then on the envelope, make sure you write somewhere like don't open like on the backside. Like yeah, say like don't open we'll this open or let us know like like this is to read live on air or something because we gonna open it. Yeah, yeah. So write it down like somewhere. That would be stupid cool. But that yeah, would let's be do stupid that. Stupid cool. If they have- if they we should just do that. Be like, oh, we got a letter. We're doing an episode on this letter. Like whenever we get a letter. Now, do we have to have rules and stipulations on this letter or just go for it? It has to be biblically based, one. <laughs> well, what, what does that mean? Like, what does biblically based well, like, mean? Like, there's got to be at least one scripture on it because we got to. 
Got to have something to go gotta, off of. This is a Christian podcast here. Got, <laughs> no. You've got to be able to deal with it using the Bible. We're not going to have random beep in the middle of our episodes no again. No swearing. Yes. No swearing. No poopoo no talk. No poopoo no talk. No little toddler mayor says no poopoo talk. No poopoo talk. And speaking of poopoo talk, last episode, I have to apologize. At the end, when we were having our, our exit song and I accidentally <laughs> hit the... No, but the best part was is for our YouTube friends, right? Oh, In goodness. the beginning of the episode, like I was doing like the flipping back and forth between the camera and the title screen. I was like, I was like oops. <laughs> and did, did I just have a stroke? Nope. Fuller's fingers did. That's what that <laughs> was. And then Fuller's you, had a seizure. And you were like, here, I'm going to hit these six pads at the same time. Like, like that, right, that was going right, off right, at yeah, the ending song. So my great. bad. It was, you just wanted to hear your voice. That's okay. I, I did want to it's hear my all voice. the special things. So you want to know something special, though, that happened today on my way over here? So I'm Jim. I actually have very specific songs. I don't know if you knew this. I have specific songs that I listen to on the way to podcast sure. every single week that I okay. make sure I sing because they're a bit in a get, higher key and they get me pumped. Oh, and so it I stretches really the vocal cords. Yes, it stretches my vocal cords intentionally. Like I have one that makes me do my, my lower back throat voice. I have and the one that go sang, high, ones that go low. You sang Into the Unknown, didn't you? No, I no, I do that Slow. enough with Evie. <laughs> Let's hear it, Mark. Uh, no. Uh, into the Unknown. <laughs> Oh, well, that was pretty good. But, but I can't not, go higher. Not, I can't go higher. That That is the high note. You just got to drop and be like, into the unknown. <laughs> Basically. But, but I was singing. And then after the song, you know, I just let it like shuffle through or whatnot. Sure. And all of a sudden, like I pull onto your street. Uh, not yours, well, like the, the street off of Cap. Like, I, pulled on, I pulled on today. Oh, okay. Yeah. And some Reliant K Dude. busted off. Two weeks Spotify. ago, I listened for three straight days some old throwback Reliant K. Did you and, really? And then like then I switched up and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go Hawk Nelson. And then I went yeah, KJ52. Pressing on. I was I did pressing on. Nice. Like there it is. I was just jamming up. Yeah, old school Reliant K. Wow. You know, the anatomy of the tongue of the cheek CD. Like, so, yo, I I messed that CD up. I listened to it so all much. this week. I've been jamming out to old school newsboys like og like the good like, newsboys like peter furler oh, and oh yes uh phil, yes, phil, phil joel with the dude with long hair yes phil joel he went solo yes, and, and flopped Fra and frankenstein frankie i don't frankenstein he used to he used to like play his keyboard and he put his head down and do the whole man they, they frankenstein oh og and I, I don't know what the drummer's name was but like he still tries to do his old school strapped in flip around but yeah, dude sure. og newsboys so, was glorious I, w I went to like three or four newsboys concerts like, oh og newsboys and they were well, festival i did pulse fest and they were no, there no, i'm talking pulse. about like straight like, up, actually straight up straight up the shows are different than festivals. and it was phenomenal hmm. but yeah so i've been throwing back to some old school 90s News Were you a big concert guy back in the oh, day? Oh, dude, I love concerts. So what would you say would probably be the greatest concert you've been to? So Not in Getty. What, Getty does not count. What? Yeah, in Getty. <laughs> but that was a pretty cool festival. So We haven't gone yet. Yeah, but that sounded cool. But but but, uh, but but this has come out after Engedi, but we so, haven't left yet. No. We're still in South Bend. But uh, so, what genre are we talking about? Because I've been to a lot of concerts with a lot of different genres. Uh, no, I just say what artist put on a show? Like what artist put on a good show? Because like I've been Toby Mac. Toby Mac puts on a show. Okay, so back I, in the day with Sean Locke. I, I hate to admit it, but Coldplay. <sighs> no. Plus one put on probably the no, they best did not. Did they really? Plus seen. one? Oh, dude, it was phenomenal. Side note, pause. My one of my old buddies, Ryan Laux. You're here for this conversation. I know you are. Why was he a plus one guy? No, just oh. old school Christian contemporary. Yeah, so, but dude, I love plus like, one back the, in the day. The whole boy, oh, dude. So <laughs> I used to have my favorite. Remember when visors were so cool? <laughs> 
All right, so I had a baby blue. A spiky hair. I had a baby blue <laughs> plus one visor that I flipped upside down and wore backwards with my dude, spiked hair, dude. I was straight now. up 90s, man. Come yeah. on now. So, and I left it in a Oops. Taco Bell one day. And oh, I was so I was sad. Oh, so sad. Because I'd probably still wear that mug to this day. Really? Well, why don't you have a chosen visor then, bro? Get on it. I, you know what? I should you look need on to eBay. Get on it. I should look on eBay for a plus one baby blue visor and see if I can find That'd one. That'd be hot. Because I'd so So rock plus that. one put on a show. Oh, dude, it was amazing. Like the pyrotechnics and the laser show. I mean, for the 90s, it was pretty awesome. 90s? They, that's early thousands, they had, bro. They were like well, okay, 2000, yeah. 2001. Yeah, okay, early thousands. But they had like pillars that they were on in this one song and they were like rising up and down and like to the music. So they would like. You know how like the yeah, old school yeah, the radios wave. would be like, do uh -huh. the, that's how it was doing it. Sound and, forms. Oh, yep. They were like flying th through across the audience on the ceilings and oh, dude, it was, it was it like ham. I was like, what is this for a Christian concert here? Let's so, see. I this actually, some Ozzy Osbourne stuff. I haven't been to many concerts in my life. Oh really? So like the, I mean, we used to go to uh, Southern gospel ones all the time, but yeah, come on, sure. dude, that's like going to a church and hanging Ooh, out there. Happy the, days. That's sister <laughs> acting. That is glorious. Um, you never heard that in like the Southern gospel, like, oh, dude, bluegrass festival song, like, did you ever go to the bluegrass fest up in niles nope oh, that was so much fun no i have not but so the the so i went to a lot of those and then i went to a lot of music festivals like uh friends fest with wfrn sure. pulse fest sure. that yeah. kind of stuff yeah, right um so people don't know it's literally just a big old grassy plot it with like used big to name be. bands it used to um, be the but not, not so much anymore. i really enjoy, so in terms of festivals i actually really enjoyed seeing disciple live Back in like as a festival, not as a as concert, a festival, not as a concert. Okay. But even though they were outside, the cool thing was is because you know festival or, or this disciple isn't they they weren't a headliner, right? But the disciple fans, if you were a disciple fan, you were in it, and they were hard rock, like, like hard hard rock. Like there, one of their songs, "Game On," right, was the inch like was the WWF? Oh, I guess it was W. Was it WF back then? It had been WWE at that point, but it was like it was like legit WE's theme song for the year. Like it was, it was hard. It was amazing, and all of a sudden, like we were on the back rows because, like you know, the super fans were in our front. We were on the back, and all of a sudden, he starts singing his first song. He goes, "Hold up, hold up, hold up! Get y'all butts to the front. And let's have a party!" And we stormed the front. That was a good one too. Michael W. Smith. Who's that guy right there? <gasps> Shut up, bro. That's you in the front row. <laughs> Dude, that was a that good hair. show too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's see are, it. Are you two people? Dude, put that thing in the Facebook group, yeah, bro. I'll, I'll throw it up and be. I'll circle. Is that Michael W. Smith? That's Michael W. Smith. And your boy in the front and, row. And I love Michael W. Smith. And I was like, I love you, Michael. He's like, I love you too. And he pointed at me. I'm like, ah! I was fangirling so hardcore. But no, Disciple was awesome. But dude, so uh, Beth and I went to that Ben Rector concert a little bit yeah, ago in Indianapolis. Right, yeah. That was a couple weeks ago. Uh, a couple from recording, yeah, maybe three that was yeah. honestly, he put on a show. Like I was like, how is this guy going to put on a show? Because if you're a big Ben Rector fan, which which I am, he's like his like the piano is his main instrument. Sure. I'm like how is he going to do this? The dude just put on a show. Like, it awesome. was entertained. Um, so I'm taking Beth on her birthday. She already knows it, so it's not a surprise. I'm taking her to see her favorite artist of all time, Brett Eldridge, in September. Wait, supposedly he puts on a good show you too. Don't, you don't. You're not going to surprise her. I don't. I, well, no, you, you, not that. Well, not anymore. No, and we're bringing a friend with us too. So, <laughs> but no, it's more of the fact of like he's coming to town. We need to work on that. Well, <laughs> I don't want to flop. When I'm when I'm spending money, I don't want it to flop. That's my fear. That, that's confession time with Mark. But but either way, concert wise, I've been to a lot of festivals. Sure. The only real concert I went to before Ben Rector was actually a Big Daddy Weave 
and uh, Chris August in Citizen Way that the that our college put on. Sure, that's the only concert I've really been to. Other than that was like all festivals, if I remember right. So throwback real fast. We might not even get the party cues for right now because of the how. No, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. But uh, so jamming out this week, right? Right. Doing right. Spotify, the kind of the shuffle of of Newsboys era. After okay. I was jamming to the Newsboys, I went to the shuffle of the era. And Building 429 came on. Did you ever listen to Building 429? I did their first season. Then they never changed their style. And then the Christian radio station just, like, Caleb, the snot out of them. Yeah, they did. But, but they were, they were awesome great. The but then they never changed. They sounded the same. Listen. And then you look at their pictures. You're like, you're a 50-year-old man trying to wear some tight leather well, pants. The Rolling Stones have been doing like, this since the 60s. So. Yeah, now, they, now, they, now, now he looks like a grandma. Like... We got stones and I got gas, gas, gas. Mick Jagger looks like a grandma now, man. Jeez. All right. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. sorry. That was big. like a... But so, 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 building 420. But who else was that era that you were so, big into? Well, I mean, that was like when Casting Crowns first came first came out, right? They were big. Yep. Third Day was big back then. I, listened, I did a lot of DC talk. Yo, um, yep. You know, later... Old Audio A. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, Yeah. But then, like, later on, a couple of years later, you know, like, mid-early 2000s, something like that. Okay. Like, 2004, 2005. You know, I started... That's when I started getting into, like, the... Uh, John Rubin. Uh, I used to get into KJ52. Oh, Pigeon about John, John Rubin. John Pi- Rubin was phenomenal. Pigeon John. Uh, Pigeon, wait, wait, wait. Pigeon John. You never heard of Pigeon John? No. He was I, I mean, KJ, like, I was big into KJ52. He was like a KJ52. Uh, John Rubin. If you don't know you who get, John Rubin is, check him know, out. And then he looks like John Mayer, but. Iraq. Yes, but then, but then you get like Skillet and Cutlass, yep. and you get, uh, I was really, really big into Switchfoot at that time. Yep. Like, so, you know, you just go through all the old. At least they're coming here to South Bend. Switchfoot? Yeah. yeah but With are, Colton Dixon. I was going to say, they're not even Christian anymore, are they? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, that's like, that was my jam. 100%. Stuff they, they, they are. They are Christian. Mm-hmm. They're still like a Christian band singing Christian songs because I thought they were still Christians but not doing Christian music. Oh, they do both. Oh, okay. They, they do both. Um, so anyways, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not like a full U2, but, you know. <sighs> U2. But, but no, I was a big, I like that, that era, I was the big into the Stellar Carts, the Falling oh, Up, yeah. the oh, Disciples, yeah. the Under Oath. <laughs> um, Dude, Under Oath. Yeah, yes. and he, and Tooth and Nail, man. Becoming just, give me, just give me Tooth and Nail. August Burns Red a little bit. Becoming the Archetype. Bit. Did you ever listen to them? Uh, no. They were more screamo. But, but, <laughs> that was more Socialist gig. That was more Socialist gig. <laughs> like, when I say, like, Disciple was hard, Socialist laughing at me right now. He's like, they're not like, like, he was, like, he's a big Wolves at the Gate fan. Oh, yeah. And me and Socialist. We, I was punk we, pop, man. We, punk we, pop. We, we jam out sometimes of some of that music. But what about, like, did you ever, okay, so... When I think of heavy metal and I think of Soche, Soche is for all of our new listeners. Pastor Brando. He's a pastor at my church. He used to be Mark's church we, too, but now we, Mark has moved on. I'm because, wearing the Southside shirt. Because Mark just could not take so much of Fuller. We were, it was just a powerful. My cup, my it was cup like was a full su- and it was over. like a It was like a superstar. Like if we continued <laughs> to be together, it might explode into greatness. Become a supernova. So we, we had to, you know. For humility's sake. <laughs> yeah, for, right. for, for church. We're staying humble. For church, you know? uh, for, for, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, for church unity's sake. <laughs> yeah, dude, we yeah. bounce. I bounce for the church unity's sake. That's exactly it. No. <laughs> no, not at all. But anyway, so he's a he's a pastor at Southside. Which, which we is interviewed him I, on the two episodes about music. Early was it on. like five? No, 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 that was teenagers. Four, four and five? Five and six? I think six teenagers were like five and Somewhere early in the first. Before, 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 before we hit ten. Before ten. We, we had Socha on twice. Yeah. 
and he was uh we you actually used to about pro- Christian music yeah we used to promote him a lot too about his podcast Abba Father but they are they still doing that they haven't recently but uh I I don't know they might hear soon um anyway okay. so Podcasting we we were grind, talking guys. about did you ever watch wow oh, we're at 16 minutes we need to really speed up but we're trying to put off Beth's question because we're a little we're scared nervous. but uh did you ever get into homestarrunner.com so Brandon and I, I still was, we, I, I can't quote it we but still, I was into it but we still like jam out to Trogdor 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 what's a man well he was a dragon well he was a dragon man <laughs> I used to do a lot with a uh, strong bad so actually the website's still up if you've Is never heard still of it, if you've never heard of it before go to com. and then there was yeah. like was it like interactive games too that yes, you Yes there were games it? but you need to go to just, the old or videos. go to, just go to YouTube's and for our YouTube subscribers after this episode go <laughs> our to pauses YouTube. go watch it and come back Yeah so uh type in uh Homestar Runner Trogdor right you, and, and watch how do you Trogdor spell it? T-R-O-G-D-O-R, I believe Trogdor Okay but it's a phenomenal, not phenomenal, but phenomenal. Like, the word phenomenal is kind of a, <laughs> it's a phenomenal uh, little uh, video. It's, it's hilarious. Not an, that's not an objective truth. It, it, that is yes, a relative yes, truth. Yes, very, very much so. But anyway, so let's get let's on. get moving. So, so the co- let's just jump into the coffee. That's okay, the easy one. Okay. So the coffee we're drinking, coffee is we we're drinking the same stuff from last week that we got from Rodney Buse because this stuff right. is phenomenal. Steady hand, like it is fun. What what is that the name of the coffee shop or is that I, the roast? Don't know. I didn't look that hard. We just went upstairs it's and delicious. we could have looked again. It's delicious though. And Rodney think Rodney, Rodney let said us that know a while dude. ago. Rodney, Rodney, I hope you're doing good, bro. I haven't texted you, you in a while. So I hope I hope it's, you and the wonderful Tim Parsons well, are doing no, good. We, I te- you I texted you have. I have I texted I thought I te- included you in his birthday text though. Like last week or two weeks ago maybe, from date recording. Maybe. Anyways. So yeah, Rodney, we love you. We miss you if you're still listening. Uh, yeah, so that's coffee we're drinking. Do we want to go to the review and then open this letter since we're almost at 20 minutes now? Probably. We okay. probably should skip. We probably should skip this or that because we just answered yeah. a lot about yes. ourselves and our music we selections. Did. We did. So uh, you want me to read this review since you've read the last one? Sure. Okay. It says, I don't leave reviews, but my... No, but for my dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah, there it is. So it's dot, 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 I wonder dot, if we look. You keep going. Dot, I'm going to see if dot. I can find the full title. Um, this is from uh, Rhea Kulik. From May 5th, 2022, five stars. At the beginning of 2022, I was searching for some way to enrich my walk with Christ. I was convicted about my media intake, fasting from social media, and deleting my streaming accounts because I felt my heart was more inclined towards entertainment than God. Mm. I feared media had become my idol. As with all resolutions, my media fast lasted about three weeks before boredom settled in. <laughs> so Feel I feel that. So I restructured my resolution and decided to search out entertainment that was fun, thought provoking, and most importantly, Christ centered. I began by searching on Spotify for Christian podcasts. Man, are there a lot of podcasts out there that claim Christ? Hmm. It was confusing. As to where to start, so I began researching the podcast host to see if their theology was compatible with my reformed background. When I stumbled upon the RTC site, I was thrilled to see a clear mission statement, personal testimonies, and tabs that led listeners to follow Christ. Yay, evangelism. I jumped in on an episode one uh, jumped in on episode one and listened all the way through to the present. Wow, rewinder, love it. Uh, what kept me listening was the humble beginnings of Fuller and Mark's podcast ministry. They were honest about their struggles and their daily need for God. Mark's journey through divorce and his crisis with identity was raw and sincere. Fuller's open and tearful confession about pride pierced my own heart. 
Wow, I'm gonna tear up. Right I know. Now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm distracting myself. Uh, I feel as though I, <laughs> I'm journeying through my Christian walk with true friends, even though I, I'm a voiceless listener mm. in the void of the Spotified universe. My husband loves that I'm not consumed in what he calls junk entertainment and refers to Fuller and Mark as my guys, <laughs> saying things like, what did your guys say about the Second Amendment? Oh, boy. Or apologizing while I'm listening by declaring, oops, I didn't realize you were listening to your guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark and Fuller, for faithfully serving God and your community through your this podcast. Mm. It has blessed me deeply. I'm happy to call you my guys. Well, let me tell you what, Rhea. You Jeez. can jump on the Facebook group, and then you will be no known, longer man. be fo- voiceless. We'll just chat and be raw together. How's that sound? I'm getting emotional, and, today, bro. This and, is nuts. and bring your and bring your husband along because <laughs> we can get uh, we can get raw with them too. We can all be raw together. In a, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what My I meant. In the gutter. You're, I'm sorry. you're bad. So see, here we go right now, right? <laughs> I try to be something, do something nice, and uh, Mark we, can be, is, we can be honest and sincere. And Mark's open. a little too raw. <laughs> no, but you know, this is the thing that you and I never expected with this podcast is an actual community. Now we right. we flat out say we're not a local church. We're not trying to be a local church. We're not we're the trying to turn into that with yeah. vitamin. And but we also know that. And this is the thing I've been trying to tell small church pastors all over the place is you can't always force online community because people will uh, sometimes they'll go out and find their own community. Right. And I'm thankful that we get to be a community for so many people with a common interest of yes. RTC in, in the world, <laughs> literally in the world. And so it's just really cool to see all these people coming together under one roof and just being like, let's just push. And, and obviously we're not having Bible studies or accountability groups. No, but, Facebook group, but, but we have a lot of discuss discussion about Christ. Yeah. And then we have some fun discussion too, and and really it's it's just amazing to see that Jesus and RTC has brought a community together, right? And we've seen people get saved and baptized, join Southside, like oh, a South man. Bend Church. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Hey, wait, yeah, we listened to you, and so I witnessed to my brother, and um, I won't name any names because I don't have their permission. Yeah, but no, and, and you then, sent me and that then, video. Oh man, yeah. it was like I took a video of a guy who was influenced by his brother who listens to the podcast get baptized. And man, I was tearing up. I was like, "Holy cow!" And like, then you had to break the God, news God that I so wasn't good. at Southside anymore. Yeah. Oh, that was hard. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because you know, Pastor Scott didn't, didn't bring it to him. It's like I figured that'd be a conversation for you. I'm like, thanks, thanks, Pastor. <laughs> no, I, I still love that church. I mean, yeah. that's that's my church, man. Right. I still listen to Scott's sermons on podcast. Right. And yeah. So it's it's cool just to see this actually become a ministry. Sure. So, well, what was the person's name again? Uh, Ray. Ray, Ray or is it Ray or Raya? Because no, I said Ray. Raya. Just Ray. Right, we're gonna go Ray Kulik. Just Ray. I think it's just Ray. Because Amanda, my, my sister's K, Amanda K, just K A E, and that's Ray. Yeah, but it depends it's, on how. It's, 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 my guess is her homegirl's name is Ray. Rachel. We're I think homegirl's name is Rachel. Ray Kulik. Ray Kulik. No, I think homegirl's name is Rachel, and she just goes by Ray, which is what you know. Hey Ray, Ray, we see you. We see you. You ain't voiceless. <laughs> Everyone loves Raymond. That's what I thought. Like, everyone loves Raymond. I see Everybody you. Everybody loves Raymond. But either way, Ray, let us yeah. know where we can send you a mini swag bag. And I think we should send one for her and her husband. And <laughs> reach out to us. Yep. And we will help you get connected in the Real Talk Christian community. For sure. But we'll, I, I think we need to send her a, a mini swag bag for her and her hubby. I said, yeah, so we can okay. Be, we can be her. We can uh, be his okay, girls, too. calm down. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, just, I'm, no, I'm, I know. I'm very thankful for reviews like this. Yeah, it's just too. really cool. It's humbling. It really is. Even so, though we're joking around about it, it's very, so, Ray, thank you. very humbling. Really, yeah, thank so. you. So should we open the envelope? 
to talk I, about the reason why we're all gathered together today. I think you should not open it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go so so we, we asked Beth. It's probably going to say We Mark. did one with Janiel a while back, and we did this with Beth. And we're like, yeah. hey, Beth. Just, I was like, hey, babe, just write down a question. We'll answer on the show. Any question can be. We gave her stipulations of, like, it cannot be about this topic. Well, it's got, it can't be about topics that require, like, require. Require prep work prep right that, that we need to have a lot of scriptures to, to and, yeah to to and just, show you why we believe right. what we believe but then also homegirl didn't follow what we thought was just ask a question <laughs> she wrote down a page and like said yeah and i gave a quote she and gave i gave a, a reference and, and I'm references like, for the show notes i'm, I'm like, like what'd you do just write our whole episode i said you did not follow the instructions <laughs> see so, there's instructions beth all right so i got the page paper right here and just to prove it i mean it's not like a full like eight and a half by 11 no small it's, print, a notepad, but it's, like, but it's a still, notepad that's not a you, question i don't know if people can see it because beth, of the lighting but beth, it's you a page. have to follow the instructions oh, okay so here we go here we go right, we're gonna jump into this so read it this is quite this is questions from our wives well, Bethlehem edition it says mark start, i love you oh no this, it doesn't oh it's from that book okay so this is she starts with a jd greer quote which i'm like i already gave her crap because i'm like i thought you only listened to matt chandler jd greer is Ooh. mine jd greer is my boy you got matt chandler well john piper's mine so there let's stop that so jd greer says this is from his book jesus continued right okay. it says which i think oh i think i don't know if i read that one um it says the spirit inside of us is greater than even jesus being besides us Oh, I, I know where she's going with this. The spirit inside of us is greater than even Jesus being being beside us, which okay. I'm guessing comes from the verse we're talking about. Jesus, it's better for me to leave and the Holy Spirit come to you. So even though you uh -huh. want me to stay, it's better sure. for me to leave. So let's continue. You're, you just got to read it first. Sorry. Uh, this is Beth's question. Uh, sorry, this is Beth's sentence. This is, the Holy Spirit, this is Beth's book. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is a gift from God to believers. But so often Christians, and then parentheses, especially of the Baptist persuasion, are unsure of the Spirit's role in the day-to-day, -day, personally, and week-to-week -week corporately. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is a gift from God to believers, but so often Christians are unsure of the Spirit's role in the day-to-day, -day, personal walk, and the week-to-week -week corporate, I would say corporate gatherings. How do we more actively welcome the Holy Spirit into our lives personally and corporately. Girl, that's two questions. Okay, no, no, wait. It, keep reading. No, that's it. Da, da, da. That's it. That's what I said. Personally oh, okay. and corporately. And then the... the I'm the, sorry. I missed it. I was like... There you go. I was thinking already. So, so the Holy Spirit, Jesus says that... How do we more actively welcome the Holy Spirit into our lives personally and corporately? So there's two questions there. So how can we... I would say, how do we welcome the Holy Spirit into, our, into the corporate worship of the church? Okay. And then into our own personal lives? Because again, J.D. Greer said it, but the Bible even said it of... It's better for Jesus. Said, it's better for me to leave, so that way the Holy Spirit may come, who's the Comforter, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for, the Helper. And so that that's just the question of if the Holy Spirit's a gift. <laughs> Why are you look so nervous? <laughs> well, I'm trying to think through how, so, how to answer this. So I have to be careful, right? Because here's the deal: because we come from different backgrounds. Well, see, I read this and I immediately like I'm thinking, okay, um, this sounds like a question that I could see um, Pentecostal jumping all over. Well, lay hands, speak in tongues, and blah, 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 we're, not, we're gonna welcome it in, right? Right. right. Prophesy. And it's like, calm, right? right? It's not that Baptists don't invite the Holy Spirit, right? It's it's more that we're cautious about it because it's been abused, it's been abused right. right? So it's like a beaten dog. You're kind of scared to get pet because you don't know if you're going to get beat again, right? <laughs> so you're just kind of like, oh, oh. 
are you for real? Like, are you for real going to pet me? Right. Or? And so does, and the, the, at least so play the that's stage. That's how I feel right now. It's like, it's like, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> right, so how about we do the easy, easy work first, right? So sure. we know, we, we believe in the Trinity, Father, yes. Son, Holy Spirit, yes. and the three in one, three persons, yes. one God, not right. different, not three different manifestations. No, not, not the, three not, not separate the ice, distinct persons, but they're one God. Not the ice, steam, water. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Modalism. No. Right. It's not modalism where father and then Jesus appeared and then the Holy Spirit now, but they're all right. the same. Just, they took on different forms yes. and modes. Right. It's modalism. Right. Is what it's called. That's modalism, Patrick. Uh, and that is, that came out early in church history, modalism. But yep. uh, and it was told, nope, that's a heresy. Yes, very much so. And um, this is this that that is a belief that many, I would say, many, many mega church pastors, and I even remember just many pastors do, like JD Greer. Uh, whoa, not JD Greer. JD Greer, I just read his name. Uh, uh, Bishop TD Jakes. Oh, yeah. Um, Furtick actually believes in in modalism, and it, Todd, I mean that's Todd he, White. I believe believes in modalism. Probably. I mean, he's a project of Kenneth Copeland. So, so yeah. <laughs> and so there's a lot of the charismatic thought that comes from that. So, here, so we, we, we first, know the Holy spirit is a part of the Godhead, right? So we, we need to establish that, right? right. Holy spirit is part of the Godhead. We mm -hmm. also need to establish that he is not a magician, right? He is not the voodoo, like the genie rub a lamp. Yeah, and exa wishes. Exactly. Right. That, that I can, you know, I can do all things through Christ to strengthen me. If I say move the mountain, be cast to the sea, it will happen. And so I say to you today, if you want a new Ferrari, you just name it, claim it and pray for it. And the spirit will bring it upon you. And, and, there, like, there, that's and, 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 and to go into the legit, we, we, we chuckle and we laugh like, <laughs> that's funny, but, but there actually serious. is. And, and that's Soche, what people believe. And so Soche did a lot of ministry with drug and substance abuse people and in the drug in, in the, the jail ministry back in Arkansas. And right. he said that the, uh, it's called something. It's not name it and claim it. It's very similar though, where it's like, um, if you don't like, like anything can happen if you have enough faith and if anything you want to have happen doesn't happen, it means you don't have enough faith. Yes. And we kind of talked, did we talk about that? But I mean, we're, we're, we're getting away from this. Episode. So no, so, but, but what I'm saying is we got to establish some ground rules, right? So, so one, we believe in the Trinity, right? So, mm -hmm. so we believe that they are three in one, but three separate. Right. And Holy spirit has been there since the beginning. Holy spirit has been there since the beginning. We also believe that the Holy spirit, God and Jesus are not magic genies that make gifts happen that make at your wish and command. Right. Right. Now that's, that's what I mean. Right. By all, that's why I made the statement of like, this is not, it's not just like a, Hey, I want this person to be healed. So in Jesus name, you're healed and they're healed. Like that's, that's where I see, again, I come from a Pentecostal background. And so that's why I'm like, we got to establish this first. Right. right. And I, and I come from the bat. And so, so let's establish it from my side. Sure. I come from the very conservative Baptist sure. background, which Francis Chan wrote his book, the forgotten God about the Holy spirit. Yes. And basically it's the fact of Baptists would say, yes, the Holy spirit illuminates people and enlightens the gospel. And you can't understand the Bible unless the Holy spirit enlightens sure. you. But after you get saved, it's kind of like, okay, now you have to go out and do the good works and yeah, you have no. to go. soul winning, door knocking, Bible thumping, old time religion. There's my vote. Old time religion, which old time religion is a load of crap, but, um, literally because old time religion is what you thought was the 1980s. Right. Um, but so for us with the Holy spirit is the fact of you got to pull up. It's the American dream style Christianity where, you, you know, we're self-made people. We're self-made Christians. So the Holy spirit's work is to bring people to Jesus. But then after that, that's kind of it. Right. But you know, from scripture, we flat out see of what's the role of the Holy spirit. He's to comfort. It's he's to guide. And we say he, just because of the, the, I mean, I don't think <laughs> the Holy spirit has a gender, but 
you know, we just do that for the, the, the well, it's the a mass. Word. It's a, in, in the Greek and the Hebrew, it's masculine. It's right. masculine so that's why we, right. And so, so the Holy spirit, he, um, he comes alongside to comfort and to guide. He is the one who brought all things to remembrance of, of for the disciples of right. things you spoke. He also is the one that convicts of sin for both Christians and unbelievers. So when you feel the guilt of your sins start to come up and the shame that comes with it, that's also the Holy Spirit. So here's uh, this. These are the, John 14 is really what I was looking for here. Uh, now I'm, I didn't pull it up in the CSB. Sorry. Uh, so hey, we're going I quick, th- bro. I, th- I think this, this is, is coffee shop chat, though. This is yeah, coffee shop I, chat. I be- but I believe this is uh, I believe this is um, King Jimmy here. And I'm sorry. Uh, it says, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Advocate to help you and be with you forever. Which is He's referring to the Holy Spirit. And later yep. on in the same chapter, He says, "But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in My name, will teach you all the things and will remind you of everything I have said to you." So, I personally believe, right? One of the things that the Spirit does is the Spirit is a teacher, right? I'm turning to look at you because we're going to chat. So. So and and why I say this is the Holy Spirit leads us, guides us, and instructs instructs us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I can read a, 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 a section of scripture, right? And I've read it this way, and read it this way, read it this way, and then I read it again, and something just like clicks, right? And it's right. like, whoa! I never thought about that before. I never looked at it that way before. I never yada yada yada, so on and so forth. Um, and I think that that is. In your time of whatever, whatever time you're in, God is revealing through the Holy Spirit something to you, right? It's an enlightenment almost. And not like an enlightenment like, oh, kumbaya, enlightenment. Like, no, it's uh, just a light bulb moment. It's just like, a, oh, and I, I think that that is the Holy Spirit leading and guiding your mind mm-hmm. and shaping your mind to come to that thought, right? right? Through various things that are happening in your life, reading various things, listening to various things, and then... Boom, light bulb comes on. Never thought about that. So way. how do we handle that, though? Because we talk about that in light of reading and studying Scripture. Sure. But the New Testament church didn't have the Scriptures. They didn't have well, the New Testament they, at all. It, well, they had the Scriptures, right? Right. So they had the, the Old Testament, like Isaiah, Jeremiah, sure. and all those. And sure. they had some letters that the apostles were writing around. They had around. many letters that they were passing around and copying their churches, the, right? The That's what the, the, the New Testament were letters to the churches, right? for the most part, right? These were letters that were given. But beyond that, it was the apostles teaching. And how did the apostles learn, right? What does it say here? It says, um, but the, and, and he's speaking to the, to the disciples here, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you, right, mm-hmm. the disciples, uh, all things, and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So, here's so they're question. teaching and reminding everything that Christ said to them. So can the Holy Spirit do his work without us always reading the Bible, though? Um. You know, that, that's kind of one thought that I have. Well, no, I think we need to read the Bible, right? Because the Bible, this is part of the um, the inspiration moment, right? John 14, 26 is referring to the inspiration for the disciples. To remember how, what Jesus of how he, The Holy Spirit, the advocate, was going to lead and teach them all things, mm-hmm. right? This is why we say that the Bible is inerrant. It is infallible and it is the word of God because it's the Holy Spirit teaching the apostles these things, guiding well, them. Well, Jesus teaching and then the Holy Spirit will bring it to the remembrance. No, no, it says both, right? It breaks it out here. So it says, um, uh, we'll teach you all things and, right? Mm. And re- will remind you of everything I have said to you. That's what Jesus is right. telling so them. That's what I'm saying. So can the Spirit teach us things outside of I Scripture? Think, well, sure. I think that we can be taught. I think we should always be 
comparing it to scripture, right? Because we're not going to be taught anything that's outside of scripture or against scripture. So that's kind of our baseline. Scripture, the New Testament is our baseline. But to the apostles, like you said, they didn't have the New Testament. They didn't have, they had the teachings they, of Christ. They were writing the New Testament. They had the teachings of Christ, <laughs> but Paul wasn't there for the teachings of Christ. So how did Paul, how was Paul taught? We don't fully know, but most people believe that. We know he went to the desert for three years. I, I'm looking at but this. Was and I'm Peter saying, there? Was the Holy Spirit there? Well, people, all I, I, see I think it, he is with Peter. I, I well, possibly, but then why did he go after the desert and present himself to Peter if he was already with Peter? Uh, he presented himself to James, James and John, and the other apostles. It doesn't name Peter by name. Mm, maybe you're right. I will have to go back and look at it. But anyways, but he's an advocate. He's a teacher of all things, right? So he, he, even if he was using Peter to teach, he's teaching all things and, and, and reminding and, and, and all things. And my question right? is, what what does that word advocate actually mean? I'm gonna pull up Lagos real quick. All right, pull up Lagos. So um, I I personally think that uh, you can be taught, but the baseline of everything should be our uh, the scripture, right? That it's not like a what's that, what's it's that not passage be, again. It was John John fourteen twenty six. Um, it's not going to be a Joseph Smith thing, right? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 lean Smith's, into that, lean into that. Jo- into Joseph that. Smith comes, oh, well, I've had a revelation from God, and um, the New Testament is incomplete and full of errors, and so here is this new book that Jesus has given, or the Holy Spirit has given me that is the correct, infallible book above what the apostles wrote. And uh, it's the completion of God's word, and it's like, eh. I don't think so. Yeah, really works. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Revelation says uh, you probably shouldn't add or take away, right? <laughs> so uh, it sounds like you might be towing a line that you shouldn't be towing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the way um, that I saw it. Now there are gifts, right? That that were expressed in the New Testament, especially in the Book of Acts. Uh, Acts two, three through four says they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came down to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So we see the first appearance of the Spirit coming down, right, the day of Pentecost, and them speaking um, in other tongues. Now, we've talked about this in our gift episode, right, are the gifts for today. And we personally believe, or at least I still think you still believe this way. <laughs> I don't know. You're at a new church, so who knows what you're... <laughs> Come on <laughs> now. No, but we believe that... I'm the, at the church that planted I'm, Southside I'm just back te- in the day. I'm teasing you. But <laughs> w- we believe that the the gifts... We're not saying God can't use the gifts, but they're not prominent, right? That's that's typically what we've always said on this podcast, that uh, God can still use the gifts. I believe he could still use the gift of tongues if he chooses, but... There's also some stipulations with using the gift of tongues, right? There's supposed to be an interpreter. It's supposed to be at the right time, right place. I mean, the, the Bible lays all that out. Right, and you see the gifts. Now, what what were the gifts of the Spirit? The gifts of the Spirit were used in such a way so that way the church may be edified. So right. the Holy Spirit did give gifts to the— and So I think that's part of the question is, is what's the Holy Spirit's job right now? And the Holy Spirit's job— I think this is what Baptists were really good at is saying the Holy Spirit is the one who illuminates and, and brings people and opens people's eyes to hearing the gospel. Now, obviously, we have to share the gospel because that's we get to take part in that great exchange. Right. However, I think we sometimes forget that the Holy Spirit does give us gifts. And so how does the individual how does the Holy Spirit grow us individually? I think that as we are, which 
if you, I was looking at that passage, John 14, sure. right before Jesus said, I'm sending you an advocate, right. he flat out says of anyone who, who, anyone who loves me will keep my commandments. Right. So the Holy Spirit works through us as we are obeying Jesus. And sure. as we are obeying Jesus, so the Holy Spirit is comforting us. And the Holy Spirit is the one that pricks our conscience and pushes to all things in faith and godliness, reminds us teaching of Jesus. The fruit of the Spirit sure. is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, yes. self-control. So we're going to start looking like Jesus, talking like Jesus, yeah, thinking whole, like Jesus. That whole sanctification process that the Holy Spirit brings us through. Right. right. So, but I it's think that, some, it's that teaching us moment. Right. And the, and the Holy Spirit does, I believe, still give people in the church gifts where, you know, I believe that there are people who are called to be the teachers and right. um, the, the, they call them prophets. I, I think certain denominations like to throw on the term apostles and prophets and prophetesses and all these different terms. But I believe what, what prophes, what prophesying actually means is having the ability to speak into someone's life without you really even knowing what's going on. Right. Like I had someone who spoke into my life. And they said, "Hey, I don't know what's going on, but make sure you don't do this, all right? Because this is a, this is this is just a warning sign. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I just feel God telling me that 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 I, that I need to tell you this. Sure. Looking back, I should have listened because I would have saved been saved a whole lot of hurt if I would have listened to that. Right. Um. To be honest with you, and I think that she had the gift of prophecy with mm. that. In the same way that some people don't, some people have the gifts of of uh, faith. Some people have the gifts of hospitality. Some people sure. have the gifts of administration and teaching all these different things. And but you see, First Corinthians twelve, we're all different parts of one body. But there's stipulations to everything, right? Even even the gift of prophecy, right? The Old Testament talks about what a prophet is, right? Right. And the Old Testament say at the Lord. And the Old Testament said, "Hey, if you're claiming to be a prophet, it has to be one hundred percent accurate all the time. Because if it's not," In the Old Testament, you were to be put to death mm -hmm. as a false prophet. So you have to be careful. You know, Second Peter one twenty one talks about it. Says for prophecy never came in its origin in the human will, but prophets through human spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Right. So they spoke because the Holy Spirit pressed upon them to speak, but it was always, it was never the intent of human just to be on their own doing it. It was meant to be God through humans. Okay. So through humans. So I'm going to segue a little bit. I'm going to segue just a little bit. Okay. Cause I think we've done a good job now about what the Holy spirit does. Beth asked this question very specifically, and I want to pick apart the words she used to, I love you, babe. I love you, but I'm going to pick apart the words that she used to ask this question. Oh, you're going to be in the doghouse. hundred <laughs> percent. I better get you, a lot of, we better get a lot of, we better get a lot of downloads in this episode for you, what I'm about to say. You never pick on your wife. <laughs> I'm not picking on, thus I'm picking on what she said. Thus not say it the Lord, but Chris. Here's the question. <laughs> How do we more actively welcome the Holy Spirit? My question is, is do we even welcome him every single day? Like, is that actually a real thing or is that something well, that the charismatic movement has so brought out? I think, I think it is, but not in the way we think of it, right? Okay. I think Jesus himself taught us that we should do this in a specific way okay when he said when you pray pray like this our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name giving thanks to god thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it in heaven how are we going to know what his will does especially because uh i just messed the script or past the scripture but it talks about we don't the only person who knows the will of god is the spirit uh, let me see if i can find it again because of course i moved on let's see here Silence. Wow, this is like very awkward. But here's kind of the thought: okay, Why you, you keep looking for it? Oh, so here, like, here it is. Okay, perfect, perfect. It says for no 
No, uh, for who knows a person, this is first Corinthians two eleven. for who knows a person's thought except their own spirit within them. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God, except the spirit of God, which I believe right. is referring to the Holy spirit. But there. if we, if, but if we firmly, and this is, this is where I want to pick apart this sentence a little bit. Cause if we say as Christians, when we, because the Bible even says of, of those um, who, it, when when we follow Jesus, when God right. calls us his own, we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And therefore, the Holy Spirit indwells us and lives inside of us, reminding us of the things of God and pointing us towards towards Jesus. And we can, the Bible even says we can grieve the Spirit and we can... Or our body is a temple for the Spirit. Right, right. And so when we say, how do we welcome the Holy Spirit? Yo, homeboy's already welcomed. You welcome <laughs> right. him when you follow Jesus. So right. I... To be honest with you, I don't like that word. Like, the, like mm. you know, the Holy Spirit song, Holy Spirit, you are. I'm like, why are we singing that? Like, I feel like we're already mm. saying something that's already true. And maybe, maybe I'm yes. just, maybe my Baptistness is coming out well, of this one. You know, like this is this is where my fears. Does my Baptist come out? In me too may, much? I, I don't think it's so much your Baptist. I think people misunderstand. Right? I think okay. that welcoming the Spirit, they're wanting, they're wanting the feeling of the Spirit. Which doesn't always happen, right? It's just like we don't always feel like Jesus is with us, right? Mm-hmm. But he is because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Right. Right. There's this pretty, pretty bold statement to be like, oh, I don't feel like Jesus is here. And, and like, Jesus ah. never forsakes us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. And, and you know, when we thought, oh, we just want to welcome the Spirit, we just want to feel God's presence. Yo, you feel God's presence when you obey his but commands. This came out you know? of this came out of the, um, uh, the, oh, I just lost the word. Charismatic, Charismatic okay. church. Thank you. Sorry, sorry, I was sure if you're Charismatic going somewhere church. else. Okay. No, but it's it's my relationship is based on how I feel, right? Mm-hmm. And and if I don't feel joyous or like the spirits upon me and feel all these things and have these mountain high moments, something must be wrong. Mm-hmm. I need to welcome the spirit in, and, and I only say that because I was that person in the charismatic church. Mm. That's how I know that that's what's being said and done, right? Because I was like. Um, I feel like a sinner. This is when I was in the charismatic church. Charismatic, one of the charismatic teachings is that uh, you can lose your salvation. So they, really? they oh, yes, sir. Because so, that's a big Arminian one too. So, so that for anti charismatic yes. so, churches. Wow. Okay. So I didn't know that. at least in the charismatic church I was in, it was like, oh yeah, you got to make sure you're calling an election sure every day, and if you don't, you know, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Right? They use all these scriptures, and it's like, oh man, so I'm not feeling God. I must be. I must have not have security in my salvation. And then you start the repenting process, and Lord, just please touch me. Let me feel you. Let me do this. And it's like, which um, what? Uh, Hannah did that with with Samuel to the point where Eli thought she was drunk in the temple because she was just that overwhelmed. Yeah. With, I, she just wanted to to know she and, wanted this from God. And don't get me wrong, so I don't think there's I, anything wrong with. I that. love feeling the Spirit, but when you base the Bible says fast, fast and pray. Yes, but when you base your salvation on feelings, right? Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. base your relationship on God on feelings, that's where you start getting a little lost, right? Mm-hmm. That's where you start losing focus of what it actually means. We're supposed to run the race. Well, homeboy, I don't always feel like running the race. So does that mean I stop running the race? No. You got to carry running. on. You got you to run the race, man, and run it well, right? This whole life is a race, right? I can't just stop being a Christian and start being the worldly guy because I don't feel the spirit right now. Right. And I think that's where the charismatics take it too far, right? So I think that's... And Beth, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm probably wrong. But that's what I think she means by like welcoming the spirit, like having, like feeling like the spirit is there and upon somebody. And I think that's very common in the church mm-hmm. to want to have those feelings of, um, it's almost like solidification of your salvation and or um, 
oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Positive reinforcement. Posi- of your, yeah. Positive reinforcement of your salvation like, like, by like for, feeling for your own father and your own mother. Like, you know, they love you, yes. but that doesn't mean you don't want them to show. In, in Always. Right. And, and I, like for like people like me who came out of an abusive home, you know, I've had to struggle with that through the years where, uh, and I think a lot of people in abusive situations or that have been abused or have gone through something traumatic, um, they have a need to be affirmed and without the spirit feeling like the spirit's there. They lose sight and they think that they're not being affirmed, so there must be something wrong with them or their salvation rather right. than saying, hey, no, these are the promises of God. So here's a question then, coming out of what you just said. The Holy Spirit, Jesus says, is the comforter. Sure. So isn't that something we should be wanting if he is the comforter to comfort sure. us in our week? Like, like you know, we, we read in when I'm weak or when I am weak, then he is strong. Sure. You know, within the fire you are there i'm in like you know uh, uh david you look at david in the psalms all the time where it's sure. like even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death well i he, will fear no evil for you are with me here's the thing right i've got the holy spirit in me you got the holy spirit in you what if the holy spirit prompts me to go hey man i'm really i, I miss you man i love you now you can choose whether you're going to be like no I, hey you know what i love you but i'm going to stay at a distance right now which is kind of refusing the comfort right the Holy Spirit's using me trying to comfort you, and you're putting your arm out. So sometimes we can like reject this comfort of the Holy Spirit, putting our hand out, saying, "Now nah, I'm good," because I I need to have this special <laughs> on the mountain high feeling from from the Holy Spirit, which we may or may not get. We're never promised to get feelings like that. We're just not. The Holy Spirit works through us to help each other. This is why we're encouraged to, hey, when one laughs, laugh with them. When one cries, cry with them. We are together a we're body. We're a body. So we're supposed to lift each other up and the Holy mourn with each so, other. So here's maybe a thought then, right? So let's, let's lean into that. So if we are called to be the body, now the Holy Spirit's not the body. We are Christ. We're, we're, we're the bride. We're the bride of Christ. We're sure. the body. We make sure. different parts. Then the Holy Spirit gives each person in the body different gifts to yes. edify the body. Yes. So is part of it just the fact of we need to, and I'm asking this rhetorically, not really rhetorically, but, but kind of just figuring it out, is do we need to pray for the Holy Spirit to show us what he's calling us to do and all these different things? Or are we supposed to just obey God and love our neighbor as ourselves? And the Holy Spirit reminds us and prompts us in certain ways. Because like I remember there's that story that and I'm just going to, I'm going to throw it out there if you, sure. even if you don't. There was that one time where you were coming to church. You guys showed up late. I gave you crap for coming in late. And you literally helped someone whose car broke down, super hot day in the summer, no AC. They had a newborn baby. And you and Janine were able to minister to them until help actually was able to come. Mm-hmm. And, so, and you guys were late by, like, what, 30 minutes, something like that? Oh, uh, we were already, like, uh, no, it was more than that. We were yeah. almost – the sermon was, was almost, almost over. over. And you guys <laughs> showed up for the last little bit. But, you know, that was – the Holy Spirit prompting you to do that. Yes. So, so I, I think the Holy Spirit does press upon people, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm not. I, I say be careful when you're saying, "Thus saith the Lord," right? Mm-hmm. That type of impressing. Um, but there's all sorts of times that you know I've had feelings or something like that, and it's something that lines up with Scripture about loving God or loving our neighbor. That okay, that's what I'm. I'm supposed to be doing this and not because I have to, but because I want to, I want to, I want to be obedient. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to love my neighbor. Well, um, and so there are times, um, I think that that's okay. And, and as far as like praying to want that, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to pray for things. Right. We look at the, the Psalms, right? The Psalms are mostly crying out to God of, Hey, I, I don't feel this. I feel this. I feel oppressed. I feel this. I feel down, downtrodden, you know, but you lift me up. It, but, but you always see them in the Psalms, like 
David still understands the promises of God, right? Even though he's feeling a certain way, he still understands the promises. So he's praying, right? I don't want to be in this situation, but I know your word is true. Mm -hmm. I know you're the light. I know you're on high. I know you're in control. So do we welcome the Holy Spirit into our lives by just reaffirming the truth of what God has already said and leaning harder into those? I think we, we lean hard on the promises of God and we lean hard on each other. And this is very hard for people like me who are introverted, right? Right. Now, what's that verse where um, the songs in my head of keep in step with the spirit? <laughs> I have no idea. Let us in step. The verse about keeping in step with the spirit. So how do we keep in step with the spirit in the, in the day-to-day and the walk-to-walk? You know. So I think there's several things, and we've talked about it on previous podcasts, and that's staying connected, one, with God, right? Prayer. Bible reading, your quiet time. Uh, we just dropped time. that episode. Um, what, what was it? What if? What if I don't feel like a Christian? Yeah, it was probably. Bit? Yeah, I think it was probably eight eight episodes ago by now. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah. So I mean, that's staying connected there with God, right? Because it's like we said in a relationship: if you don't stay connected with the, with the person you're in the relationship with, you're you're not going to really feel anything, mm-hmm. right? And then staying connected with one another, right? So we're supposed to love God and love love each other, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. Love each other as I have loved you. We see all these commands about loving people and loving God. And I think that's for times like these, right, where we don't feel that way. If we have a community that loves on us, man, we can go, I, I see God and the Holy Spirit working in my life through these people, mm-hmm. right? So I, I have this going on, this turmoil that they may not even know that I have going on. But God is speaking to me through the words or their actions or the deeds that they're doing or saying, right? Mm-hmm. And it happens all th- I hear so many testimonies of a Christian be like, I really needed that today. It happened even to uh, one of our, uh, our, oh, in our Facebook, Facebook group. group. Yeah. They're like, I really needed to uh, see this today. I needed to hear this today. I need I, All the time it happens. And it's like, we don't know what's going on in each other's lives, like on the day-to-day, minute, minute by minute, hour by hour. But God uses us through the Holy Spirit, right, to love on each other and that's part of that whole welcoming in i think yeah and you know and this is something that i suck at to be honest with you and i mean we're all given different gifts right sure. and, and i firmly believe that beth's gift is she has a gift of faith 100 mm-hmm. gift of faith gift of prayer gift of all all the things spiritual whereas i have you know i i i thirst for knowledge and i want to sure. understand and i want to have all these different things i want to be the brain and something that she does super super well is she's very quick to pray and just listen and just yeah. go, God, what's what the heck is going on? What sure. do you want me to do? And then she fought like she, when she's like, when God says to do something, I don't hesitate. I, I yeah. walk. She feels it. the prompt and she goes. And you see that in the New Testament, like sure. when when the Apostle Peter was released from prison, he went back to the Christians and they slammed the door in his face because like that ain't you out of excitement. And then when they came in, they prayed together and they prayed for the courage to in the boldness to keep yeah. moving forward. Yeah. And you know, and that might be part of it is when we welcome the holy spirit in it's more the fact of are we not welcoming the holy spirit in but we are are going our i i submit to your your direction so sure. give me the like we like like the disciples they knew what god called them to do jesus knew right. what he was supposed to do from sure. the father but that didn't mean he didn't stop communing with the father and in the new testament church you see the new testament churches living out their faith but they i mean the apostle paul said i always thank god in remembrance of well, you i always you know seek to do this and i i'm i, I suck at praying I, yeah. I don't want to say i suck at praying but more the fact of is i'm not a prayer warrior by any fresh stretch of the imagination i'm sure. not saying that hey be like me i'm saying your boys got some you know some work to do right 
But it's is it the fact of when we humble ourselves, seek God's face, you know, we read that in Jeremiah. And again, I'm not going to take it out of this context. Sure. For I know the plans I have for you. But God does know the plans, and sure. his plans are to, to his will be done, earth is in heaven. And by us praying and submitting to God, is that us being open, not even open, but us being willing and ready to walk wherever mm. we're called to walk? Well, I think we're called to be submissive, right? Right. <clears throat> we're supposed to be submissive to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus, to God, and to each other. So the, the Trinity and each other. We're supposed to submit ourselves one to another. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to submit ourselves to God. So we have to be submissive. And I'm with you, man. I, you know, I'm not the greatest prayer warrior either, right? And I love knowledge. And I think where you and I need to be careful, right, is that you can have all the knowledge in the world just like the Pharisees did and totally miss Jesus, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not living by faith and listening to the Spirit of God. And so that's where we got to sometimes whew, take, a, take a deep breath. But then on the flip side, right, you can't just if – you, if you constantly go by feelings and faith and, and not any knowledge, right – this is where it's another dangerous side. There's two sides of this dangerous coin of this is where we get the Joe Olsteins and the the Joyce Meyer, you know, name it, claim it type people of uh, it's all about faith. And I'm not saying that I'm please, Beth, that's not me saying that's you. I'm not saying that at all. So, but what I'm saying is there's two sides of that coin. Either you can be a brainiac and all the knowledge and, and miss the faith, or you can have all the faith, but miss the knowledge. And it's, it, I think it's a mirror together, you know, it, you show me your faith without works and I'll show you my faith by my works. It's kind of, is kind of what I'm leaning off of here. There's faith and there's works and they combine together to make this cohesive walk. Right. And so that's what, I mean, that would make sense for personally. So corporately though, how do we do that corporately? And so like my thought was like, how do we do this corporately? You know, what, what did acts, what did they, what did the church do in acts? What, what, what did the church do? They, they gathered together yep. they studied the apostles teachings. They broke bread. They, um, you know, and then they prayed. But here's the big thing, and this is the thing that I don't think was really recorded in the New Testament, but I think is important, right? And that's you can't welcome in the Spirit corporately without first welcoming a man personally, right? You have to have that personal day-to-day walk. So when you gather together, you can sing songs, spiritual hymns, you know, encouraging one another. Because without doing those things, without walking in step with the Spirit, throughout our daily lives we come together we're just a broken body Mm -hmm. and so it's it's one of those things where you can't go to the club on saturday and show up for church on sunday expecting the spirit to come you can't party it up six days a week or five days a week and expect one day a week for the holy spirit to show up i was saying routine now if you find yourself in that party going i messed up i gotta figure out something else that's different because now you're i think you're trying to figure out what's going on it's more the fact of the person lives in that lifestyle well, that kind of thing, the sinner yes. who's like, all of a sudden they're like, I, this isn't okay. Yeah, I'm I need sure. to figure out what's going on. And then you walk sure. into church on Sunday. Sure. Well, yeah. Well, you shouldn't be walking into church because we should be out being the hands and feet of Jesus and bringing the gospel. I'm talking, all I'm, yeah, the no, I'm, 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 you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Yeah, yeah no, but, uh, you know, yes, we're all going to make mistakes. And I'm not saying don't go to church because you made a mistake the night before church or the morning of church by, you know, maybe you Somebody cut you off on the road. You flipped in the burn. Oh, I can't go to church now because I'm not ready. No, it's the everyday, right? It's the mm-hmm. everyday. We can make mistakes. We're going to sin. Repent. Do what we're called to do. Repent of those sins, right? And then go and, and still be in step with the Spirit. That's what it's about. It's about being in step with the Spirit with your personal life. So when we get corporately together, we can actually be in step with the Spirit as a corporate body. You can't be, you can't run a marathon if you got a bum leg. We need all members of the body Working together. Working together in stride with the Spirit. 
So final question, and this is more my question. And some, well, I, well, I think we should, you know, come back and revisit the quote by J.D. Greer in a second. But for corporately, do you think singing the songs like Holy Spirit, You Are Welcome Here and all these other songs where it come about the Holy Spirit, you know, you know, come into our midst. We, 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 uh, what's one? Worship you. I can't think what that one is, but like, should we, should we sing songs to the Holy Spirit and say, you know, as part of our corporate worship that you are welcome here, come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. I mean, that's a little weird. And in our church, we changed the words to say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Father, Son, the three in one draw near, yeah. which I think is a lot more scriptural and biblical. Sure. But should we be singing songs to the Holy Spirit and calling as corporate churches, you know, Holy Spirit, we just want to feel your presence. We just want you to to fill this place and and flood this place and all these different things. And when I I hear that, I'm like, okay, the Holy Spirit's job is literally was sent by by the Father through the Son to point back to Jesus. Yes, because you know Jesus is the one that we're following. And now, sure. granted, it's three in one. It's 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 the Godhead. We have sure. to admit that it is the Godhead. But the author and finisher of our faith is Jesus, not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is supposed to push us toward Jesus. So should we be singing songs like, like Holy Spirit or all these? Like, there's a whole like oh, it yeah. seemed like a like a five year period. That's per, all those people pretty much like Redbox worship. Every worship Hill band song, was, they like were Bethel music. Out <laughs> every one a five of these, year period. Yeah, right. They're kicking out the Holy Spirit songs. I you know? never thought about music like that until I heard a podcast about music from Real Christianity, which I brought up. A long time ago, years uh, ago, Dale Partridge. Dale Partridge, right? Okay. Yep. And he said that, you know, he's really gotten into studying the theology in these songs, right? They're ex- they're an expression, they're an art form, so we get it. But and there's artistic and, liberties that take and, in, sure. And yeah, and, of and, and in the person, and, and this is where I'm going to stand on that. Okay, I think in a personal day to day, you want to sing those songs as an artistic expression. That's fine, but I think as a corporate body, because there are some that may not know what you know, understand what you understand. I think that it should be theologically sound in what you're singing. And I can't say that song would be theologically sound. Not that it's a bad song, but I don't see the theologically soundness of inviting the spirit and welcome here and fill the atmosphere and, and all the, I I personally don't right now. Everybody's got to figure that one out for themselves and whether they want to sing that or not. I know since Pastor Brandon Sochet has come to Southside, the dude is really on the same page with me about, hey, these songs got to be theologically sound. And so there's a lot of songs that we don't sing anymore because they weren't 100% theologically sound. As a corporate worship, I think we need to have biblically-based, theologically sound songs. On an individual level, I don't think it matters as much. That's kind of where and I would agree with that. that to some extent too, because like I mean, I have reckless love on my playlist sure. and other ones where sure. I'm like, um, I I like these songs. I don't even agree with the person who wrote it, <laughs> but it's it's good, man. It points us to Jesus, you uh, know. David Crowder, he is jealous for me. Loves like a hurricane. I, I am, am a tree. tree. Yeah, sloppy Ring. wet kiss. No, yeah. unforeseen kiss, no, bro. It's a sl- no, the the lyrics, the original lyrics. Oh, sloppy wet Got some Bethel kiss. Some stuff right there, man. <laughs> Right, and so... And that's like, okay, that's, that's not a big-time artistic expression. Yeah, but, and that's fine. Like, I, I can get behind understanding the spirit of it, but I'm saying because we understand the spirit doesn't mean someone who's younger in the faith would. That's why we got to make sure it's 100% theologically sound in every single word that it's saying. Right, and and when it comes to this, and again, this might be my Baptist coming out with all the things that Bring I it think out. is... 
How do I believe the Holy Spirit works? I believe that as we are following and pursuing Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes alongside us and guides and directs us in that. It's from even my perspective, it's still hard for me to understand how is the Holy Spirit better for us to be here than if Jesus was here alone. And the only answer I have is the Holy Spirit works in a very intense in 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 direct way to, you know, literally bring God's kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. And in terms of and I don't want to get too, you know, all people are going to come and follow Jesus, the Christian sure. universalist, but more the fact of the Holy Spirit is guiding, directing each one of us, whereas Jesus was just one person doing the things and people were just following him. Right. We're following, we're pursuing Jesus, but the Holy Spirit is working in each one of us to bring our minds to the things of Jesus and to the actions of Jesus to to help us have right relationships with one, with one another and with God and to illuminate scripture and to, and to, again, point us all back to Jesus. Exactly. And so here's the... It's probably not the most, it's not a hundred percent sound a parable from Fuller, right? But it's <laughs> it's something to help you mull over, I guess. So think about the culture of ancient Israel. You know, you had a father, you had a son, you had the bride, right? Well, during during a ceremony, during a during a, pro- Jewish, during a Jew- Jewish proposal wedding ceremony type of thing, the father and the son would meet. They'd pay the you know they'd the do dowry. The, the whole dowry thing. So after that, right, the son goes and prepares a household, usually building onto his parents' house. But he yep. he prepared before they ever get married. He has to prepare a house for his bride, right? And this whole time, the bride never knows when the groom is coming because the father has to continually inspect the groom's house or the room that he's preparing and decide whether he believes it's ready or not. And when when the father gives the okay, then the son can go and, and get his bride, right? So this is Jewish culture. So the father is continually inspecting and then, during while the while the son is preparing and the father's inspecting, the bride is daily preparing herself with a helper, usually like what we'd call like a, a bridesmaid or like a, a maid of honor. They're continually helping the bride prepare every day, right? Get ready for when the sun comes because they don't know when the sun's coming, but they're going to continue to prepare every day as if the sun was coming that day. Mm-hmm. And the the maid of honor, the bridesmaid, would help them so. In lieu of that culture, right, it's almost like, and I'm not putting genders, and I'm not switching genders, and I'm not, don't take it. But there's something to be said about it, though, so where you're going with it. So the Father, right, is the Father God, right? Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, no one knows when I shall return except Except for for the the Father, Father, right? So in line with Jewish culture, which is why I believe he said it that way. Christ also said, I am going to prepare a place place for for you, you. and I'm going to send you a helper, right, who's going to be, it's going to be, it's better that I go so that they can help because that helper is doing what? Making sure that the bride's ready. Preparing the bride for the wedding, for the son's return. So that's why it's better, right? So the helper is molding, shaping, and preparing the bride because without, for the return without of the Because without the helper and the, and, the, and the son coming back, well, there never would be a bride. There, the bride will never be ready. Mm-hmm. So there couldn't be a wedding. So going back to... The church is the bride of Christ, which we see in scripture, right? See all these analogies that if you tie them in and understand the Jewish culture and how that stuff worked, especially in Nazareth, this is exactly how this was laid out. And, and the 
in the region of... And this is how they would have understood it. In, oh, you're right, exactly. In the region of Galilee, this is exactly how they would have understood it. Uh, and so it's just amazing when you have that conceptual thought process of what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? It's preparing us for the return of Christ. That is the purpose. And, and you know, to lean it further into that analogy, when we talk about welcoming the Holy Spirit, I mean, obviously the bride could shun off the helper and be like, yes. well, no, we're fine, whatever, sure. just don't worry about it. But it's more of just the bride's doing what they're supposed to be doing, what she's supposed to be doing. And the right. same way for us, as long as, I mean, that's the thing, and that's where I believe work out your own salvation with, with fear and trembling. That's where I believe make your uh, calling and election sure. That's sure. where I believe the um, show me, like you say you have have faith, but I'm going to show you that I have faith by my words. I think that's right. where all of this kind of comes to a head. Where's the fact of as we pursue after Jesus, looking for his return and the Holy Spirit will remind us that he'll comfort us in our affliction. Where, yeah. uh, and, and to be honest, I know you and I, we've talked about this where sometimes we go, is Jesus ever coming back? Right. Like, what the heck? Like, could we just like come back now? Yeah. Either come back now or just wait till after I'm gone. <laughs> there's like the classic, there, there's like the classic, like, okay, Jesus, don't come back until I get married. Cause you know, right. And then, but now that we're having kids, I'm like, yo, we can come back anytime now, Jesus. Yeah. Like, well, especially anytime. with st the state of the world. It's like, man, I don't want my kids to go through right. this. But, but I feel like every generation has had that. World yeah. War One, World War II, oh, Vietnam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Desert Storm, but, and then go all the way back through history. But here's the thing, right? And here's why I think there's the delay. It's not that Christ doesn't have a place prepared for us, right? I think the church is not prepared. The church is not fully ready for the return of the sun. I think that's why God's like, eh. Not quite ready yet. Not quite ready. There's going to be a time where he's going to be like, they're ready. Whatever that looks like, right? I'm not saying it looks like today or it looks like a thousand years from now. I, I don't know. Only the Father knows, right? Mm -hmm. And this is why the analogy was made. But I know that at some point Christ's return will happen. And I think that's why we're called to prepare for the immediate return because we don't know when it's going to be. Now we can speculate. We can get into the eschatology. And... When it all comes down to the brass text, it's just all different types of thoughts uh, of of different, uh, oh, what's uh, theories? That's the word I'm looking for. Man, I'm having a real hard time getting No, you're good. Up. But theories, there's just different theories of eschatology. So right? what encouragement would you, and, and I'll, we'll, we'll end it here, and I'll even give my little two cents no, too. Give your two cents and then So I'll... I guess the question is then is what can we do to encourage the listeners right now? Who's Because you know, we, we've just had a random conversation about the Holy Spirit and welcoming him in, and what does that mean? I think the encouragement comes along the fact of, you know, those whom God called and those who followed Jesus and those who have given their lives and they've committed to that discipleship journey. Yeah we're not alone even when we feel alone right. in terms of obviously we're going to feel alone when it comes to if you're segregated from people, yeah. but are we ever truly alone? Like, I mean, you have Joseph, he was thrown into a dungeon and he, yet he still followed Jesus. And I, there's gotta be some Holy spirit intervention up in that business. Cause that yeah. just seems nuts, you know, and we'd never right. experienced things like that. Sure. Um, we see that the Holy spirit is a comforter and he's there to comfort us in our afflictions. He's also, he's the, the, our counselor. Yep. Um, he's the one who, you know, points and reflects not onto himself, but onto Jesus. So we can keep our eyes focused on the author and finisher of our faith. Yeah. And he's the one that gives gifts to the corporate body for the edification of, of one another. So how do, in my opinion, how do we welcome in the Holy spirit? I say, we live the way Jesus calls us to live. Yeah. That's really how we welcome the Holy Spirit. And right. it's not a mystical, 
you know, second, like like the Gnostic of the secret. A smoke coming down from the ceiling and dwelling uh, upon you. Right. Now, that did happen at Pentecost where sure. it seemed like, like sure. tongues of fire appeared sure. over people. And some people are like, oh, you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's different from salvation. But yeah. we, we believe it's where a it's a whole like, separate prayer. Right. Where, no, no. When you follow after Jesus and, and you... That that twofold sense of you know we've decided to follow Jesus, but at the same time God calls us into His family. That's right. where the Holy Spirit comes alongside and indwells us, and yeah. then we're you know constantly pushed toward Jesus. And when Jesus says, "I'll be with you, low to the end of the ages," yeah. that's how that works. So, do we just sit there and we welcome the Holy Spirit? And I think it's more the fact of we welcome the fact of you know what I can't do this on my own. Jesus, yeah. you go, or God, you have to do something. Yeah, we or, or listening and in, in those little promptings when you right. feel a little guilty about a sin that you did and you need to go <laughs> say I sinned against you and and I'm I'm wrong and I'm sorry. Sure. Or the one where someone says or someone says I sinned against you and now you have to forgive that person. Right. And you know we're mm. part of ministries of uh, ministers of reconciliation, which yeah. is that Second Corinthians five verse that you should have read this past week. Second Corinthians is all about the fact of you know agents of reconciliation because right. God has reconciled Himself or reconciled us to Himself. Yes, right. So we need to have this whole. There's some weird out of body in a body with the body experience that sure. that the Holy Spirit does, and you know it's easy for me to be honest with you to just this is what I do, and I Christianity is about not just what I know, but it's it's my worldview and it's the sure. thoughts and the decisions that I make. Yeah. And I'm one to say, I got this, like, I don't need the Holy Spirit. Like, that's mm. my default. Yeah. And that's not good. So for me, it's not so much, I think, welcoming the Holy Spirit into my life, but myself submitting to the Holy Spirit right? more than anything. Well, and and so I'm going to play off of you a little bit. I think that welcoming in the Spirit is just really welcoming in the sanctification process, right? Mm, I like that. That, okay. that process that after after we know, we know justification, sanctification kind of work hand in hand, right? Mm-hmm. But that sanctification process is that changing that uh transformation of mind the holy spirit working within us right and learning by the transformation to love god better and love each other better right and how that works and that's those convictions that happen and those little inklings of hey i need to go talk to this person hey i need to reach out to this person and and just say hey i love you or just how you doing you know just that little reach out and and encourage each other and uplift each other and sing songs with each other and cry with each other and you know these faucets of that tribe mentality, I think, are all part of the sanctification process. And we're going to make mistakes along the way. And that's part of it, right? We're going to make the mistakes, and we're going to learn from the mistakes. And we're going to continue to grow. And the Holy Spirit's going to continue to change our thoughts, our minds, and who we are to be more imitators of Christ. So that's kind of where I'm going to... I like it. I zoned yeah. out for a second because I was just like, man, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm processing what you're saying. So I was like, so, I glazed. I mean, I kept I'm like, I was thinking. I really hope we did man. this justice for Beth. I hope we answered Beth's question. I don't know if we did. Did we, dear? Uh, did did we answer your question? We might have just flown around it the whole time. She's like, no, that's not what I was asking. Because that's what happens to Janelle and I all the time. She's like, she asks a question, <laughs> and I think, I think I understand what she's asking. So I try to answer it in the way that I think she's asking it. And she's like, no, that's, that's not, that's not even close to what I was asking. That's like, okay, I need some more clarification on how you were asking that. <laughs> so so hear about this. You know, the last one is how do we actively welcome the Holy Spirit into our lives corporately? Uh, you you gather with a body of believers. That's what you're called to do. How about that? That's, yeah. that's a good answer for I that like one. That. So and, we at and, least answered that. And the spirit inside of us is greater than even Jesus beside us. JD, you know, I do like a lot of JD Greer stuff. I don't know about that one. Well, but Jesus said it. Well, I, it's better that I leave. Yeah, so yes, that the Holy Spirit. Can yes, come. yes. But the, the reason why, but he's 
the spirit inside of us is greater than even Jesus beside us. Uh, it's better, but I don't know if it's greater. You know what I mean? I think that word greater throws me off a little bit. So that's where I land on that. I one. like it. Well, hey, should we land this plane? It's been an hour 50. I keep watching the time on the screen. It's been Holy an hour cow. 15. I lost track of time. Let's, let's do some just, fun facts. Let's huh? just dive into it. Time for fun facts. <laughs> All right, my dude. Let's end this gravy train. Is well, it a gravy train? Well, I, I don't know, Beth. Was it a gravy train? <laughs> She might be like, you're never allowed to podcast with Fuller again. Sorry. <laughs> we had a good run. It, it was, it we was, had a great run. It was great. You know what? We'll just, you can pre record and email it, and then I'll record <laughs> and then I'll splice it all together. We'll just, we'll just do online again. Honey, we'll go, we'll go honey, Zoom podcast again. We're not technically recording together, <laughs> separately, but putting them together. Oh, goodness. <laughs> all right, dude. Let's, let's end this thing, though, man. All so, right. what do you have for the fun fact of the so, evening? So, fun fact of the evening. Did you know that some of the most Famous cowboys in history did not wear cowboy hats in real life, as really? often depicted in movies. Rather, icons like Wyatt Earp and Billy the Kid wore bowler hats. Well, that makes sense, though. Not a cowboy hat. That bowler makes hats. sense. You know, it's really funny. There's this trend right now, and at least on, I might say on Instagram and Facebook, I'm sure it's all over TikTok, where it's like these guys and girls are talking about like country. So it's like you have this girl like dressed up with her cowboy hat, time to go out and milk the cows. And then it flips to what a real farmer's wife looks like, and she's standing there like, <laughs> and a John Deere hat and a exactly. pair of jeans and, and a flannel and shirt. A guy like, who's like, who, who does a cowboy look this good? And it was this old like they got a big deep text, and he goes, <laughs> got a big load of chew in their lip. You're like, what the heck are these people doing? That's exactly <laughs> so. That, that's fascinating that the yeah. real cowboys didn't have cowboy hats, but no. they were bowler hats bowler back hats. in the day. Yeah, what the cowboy hat makes sense because the big old cowboy hats were more for the sun and to protect you know your neck from the heat, like the big rim, right? Was that that before in the handkerchiefs and things? Sure, maybe. I don't. That was like the kind of the the, the way the movies depicted it. But obviously, but that is a it's fun true. fact. Now I have to ask: Was this your fun fact, or was this the fun fact that Sabrina sent us? No, or is that the, next that's, week. That's 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 two or three weeks from now. Oh, I thought it was next week, man. It's I was hyping while. this thing up, so Sabrina, I apologize. Slow your roll. No, I'm saying, yeah, no, that's gonna be when we get. Together, I don't know that one. When we get together to record next week, which is two weeks for. So the listeners, that's when that's going to That be. makes But anyways. Sense. I love it. Well, thanks for that fun fact, dude. That was awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. I'll, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just like always, guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you guys this week. You can learn all about the show and ask any question that you have that you would like for us to answer over at realtalkchristianpodcast.com. We mentioned that if you want to send us a letter, we read it on the show. Send us a DM or an email, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com or a text message and just say, hey, what's your address? I want to send you a question. Put that mug in the sealed envelope and maybe we will read it. Well, not maybe. We will, we will at some point it. on the show and answer that question. Definitely. Uh, find us on any of the social media channels besides TikTok at realtalkchristianpodcast.com, including the Facebook community that's growing like crazy. If you're at Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a rating and review and if you haven't checked out our youtube channel go to youtube.com type in real talk christian podcast and subscribe and hit that little bell notification Ding. so you can check us out and our youtube is growing like crazy bro it is it i is. love it well hey I, I feel like this was a nice long show beth hopefully we did it justice anything else from you big sir no sir all right guys we love you until next time take it easy